What's up, guys? CB here. Welcome into the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Great little show for you guys tonight as we welcome in your Grand Lake Opens champ, Mr. Nick LeBrun. I know we're a day late and a dollar short. Had a little family matter last week. I'll talk about that as well. We also welcome in Laker Howe, Randy Howe's son, who qualified for the All-American and talk about what he knows about the All-American and how big of an event it really is. And because we're a week late, we get to welcome in Lisa Talmadge, LT, your new Elite Series Tournament Director named by Bass late last week, along with some new changes for Chris Bowes and John Stewart and Hank Weldon. So great little show, and we get to let you guys decide. It's just me and David tonight. Is it a better show with KG or without? Y'all tell us right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine. Shocked to life by rely on lithium batteries. Tailor-made lithium giving you the most power. If you make the most of your time on the water, check them out online, relyonbattery.com. Use code ANGLERSCHANNEL for 10% off. I'm Chris Brown along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong. It is Tuesday, November the 2nd or the 3rd as you listen to this. I got my sheet from last week, David, and it says October 26th. It is not October 26th. It's not 27th. <laughs> If you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday the 3rd because, well, it just is. So, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How about you, sir? I'm, I am, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm scrambling. I don't know why, right? I mean, it's 520 on Tuesday night. I should be relaxed, chilled out, got a, should have a drink in my hand. I don't, right? It's been, this has been a crazy couple of weeks. I want to apologize oh, yeah. for missing last week's show. It's, I got analytics this week. Now, I get analytics every Monday on the podcast, right? How many downloads, how many comments, all that stuff. And like downloads were, they weren't bad, but they weren't like where they normally are. I'm like, that's weird. What is that? And I'm like, oh, dipwad, <laughs> you didn't have a show last week, right? Because you had a, a little family matter to deal with. And um, so. For those of you that have reached out, those of you that ask, uh, son had a freak accident with a ceramic coffee mug. Um, about lost his thumb, but uh, he didn't, his right hand. And, of course, he did it uh, a week and a half or two weeks prior to basketball season starting. So, last Tuesday, we were at a hand specialist at UAB in Birmingham. And then Wednesday morning, we were in emergency surgery to have a nerve graft and a skin graft and uh, done on his right thumb and he's in a splint right now so I spent three days and two nights in Birmingham that I didn't expect to do last week so I apologize and of course the one time I leave my office David and don't take my laptop is the one time I'm stuck in Birmingham for three days right and I'm living <laughs> off an iPhone or an iPhone and an iPad and I didn't have anything to do a podcast with so for those of you that tried to tune in last week and it wasn't there, I'm sorry. It's my fault completely. We will try to make it up to you. And then, uh, yeah, but CB's good. He's um, 
hanging in there best he can, and he will uh, he'll he'll survive. So we'll live live find another day. We go back next Tuesday to see what the prognosis is. But um, <clears throat> I talked to him earlier today, and I said, "How's the thumb?" He said, "It's there. It's throbbing. It hurts." <laughs> I said, "Well, good for you. That's what you get picking up a damn coffee mug." Because he doesn't even drink coffee, right? It was in a parking lot behind his truck. He was trying to do the, night, the right thing, pick it up and move it. And I, at this point, I would rather pay for four new tires than I would for him to have uh, a, a thumb injury his senior season to basketball. But it's okay. He'll be all right. Thanks to everyone who have reached out, uh, who have checked in. So how's life in the David Jong world? Um. Kind of like you spending money on stuff that you you know unexpectedly, but uh, you know uh, it's getting cold, you know. But uh, I did get to uh, just kind of go out, just kind of play around some swim baits or some gliders. Gliders, just play around, yeah, just for a few hours in the cold, and then yeah, nothing bit. But it was just kind of play around with some of the ones I had, and that was it. But yeah, it's getting cold, and it's November now, so <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is. It is. I. I had to break out the Carhartt gear this morning. Uh, went out and did some stuff outside, and I had to break out the Carhartt gear. A little chilly. We had the ABT Championship, I guess, a week and a half ago on Smith, and um, that was uh, that was really good. And uh, but it was a little chilly those mornings too. So fog set in on day two, but that was a little chilly there. But that was uh, that was good. So we do have a great, great killer show for you guys tonight, and I say that because. Not because Grover's not here. I don't know where he is. He's not replying to text messages or anything else, but not because Grover's here, although it may be part of it. But um, tonight, I get the chance to talk to your Opens champ from Grand Lake. Now, we had Nick lined up for last week, and my family emergency pushed everything back. So kudos to Nick and also Laker Howell, who's going to be on the show. Kudos to those two. For, you know, going with my schedule, I told him, I said, it was like 3 o'clock last week. I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I've, I'm not going to make it back. We've got a, a little family issue. They're like, hey, man, no problem. We'll do it next week. So thanks to uh, Nick LeBrun. He's going to be on. I'm going to talk to him real quick. And then uh, Laker Howe's going to join us at the end of the show, talk about um, qualifying for the All-American and kind of his fishing journey, talk a little bit about dad and uh, kind of growing up in the sport like he's done and kind of where he's going from there. So uh, great kid, known him a long time. Uh, I'll get to talk to him for a little bit about qualifying with All-American. But in the middle of all this, right, in the middle of all this, and kind of like in the middle of last week, right, Bass puts out a press release naming Chris Bowes the new VP of tournament life, right, at Bass. And what that does is that moves our good friend, Lisa Talmadge, LT, as I call her, moves her up into a permanent spot on the Elite Series stage as tournament director. So I reached out to Lisa. Lisa says, I'm not ready to do a podcast, CB. And I'm like, Lisa, it's just me and David, okay? It's just two old boys talking to a good old girl. We're going to have a little fun about bass and being a TD and all that good stuff. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, listen, we'll record it. If you don't like it, we'll delete it. Well, good thing is she liked it. We're not going to delete it. It's coming up after Nick. You get to hear Lisa talk a little bit about being the Elite Series Tournament Director and all that good stuff. So um, crazy, crazy show, David. Crazy, crazy show. And um, we have totally recorded this show in the most out-of-order sequence known to man, right? So we're recording the opening right now after we have talked to everybody. So we know how this show is going to go 
already, right? A lot of times I get on here and I'm like, "You're gonna, this is the killer show. You're going to love it. It's awesome. And then the interviews suck and I'm terrible and the whole nine yards. <laughs> but tonight we know. Tonight we know it's all good stuff, right? It's all good. Yes. It's all it is good. all good. All good stuff. So we had a lot of other stuff to talk about tonight. And I'll breeze through that really quick. ABT Championship on Smith. Uh, team on Matthew Hurst. Roy Hurst Jr. won that one. Yes, we're going to talk you pickums next week. Next week. I give the spoiler at the end of the show. So just wait for it, okay? I give a little spoiler there. I will tell you this, though. The person who is leading the points for the you pickums, not the AC, but for the you pickums, they won. Okay? If you remember who that was congratulations if not you have to wait till next week and find out but i'm i've already contacted this person and i'm waiting to hear back so abt championship on smith that was good weights were low took 25 pounds over two days to win that one cbc on lake murray was good had a big first day there second day not so much of course the open on grand we talked to nick lebrun here coming up in a few minutes real quick david Opens, points, and qualifiers because every other podcast in this industry I'd already talked to, right? But sure. my sorry, but we're behind. We're behind. We're behind the game. So let's let's just run through this really quick. All right, Falcon Rods opens Angler of the Year. Jacob Brosnick, your winner, right? Get my get my little deal in there. Jacob Brosnick, your winner. Masuyuki Masushita. I'm, I cannot wait for the international show. We're going to work on that. Masuyuki Masushita coming in second place. Sexy. Sexy. And Dice K. Aoki. Never give up. Never give up. That's not his deal, but I'm, just, I'm making it his deal right now, right? So, anyway, so Jacob Masuyuki and Dice K. They are your top three across all the Opens in the world for this year. Congratulations to them. Central side, Cody Huff wins the Central with 565 points. Jay, say it. Zuccarat? I believe it was Zuccarat. Zuccarat? Okay, I'll go with Zuccarat. Zuccarat with 558. Peroznik was third, but he qualified in the overall, so Joseph Webster moves up into the deal. So... Congratulations to those three, Huff, Zakirat, and Webster. They're moving on. And then in the Southern – well, I, let me back up. Back up. Our guest tonight, Nick LeBrun, <clears throat> right, had a second at Smith, one at Grand Lake. And everybody's like, well, he should be up there in the top three, right? Nick had a bad pick wick. Had a, finished 113th, and you'll hear his story here in literally about 10 minutes. You'll hear his story on what happened there. Nick ended up in 14th place with 487 points, literally 60, 59 points out of third place. 59 points. Think about that for a few minutes until we get to Nick. Then you'll hear his reaction to all that in just a few minutes so southerns david williams jacob fouts josh douglas we all know they they qualified so congratulations to those guys and then your northerns jonathan kelly iconelli never give up never give up and alex redwine <laughs> sorry they're uh, they're going and if you follow ike on social media you see he has a big decision to make this week and it's not because he voted today. 
but he has a big decision to make this week because I believe time is drawing near on who's going to fish where and who's going to do what. So congratulations to those guys qualifying to become elite anglers. As far as I know, everybody's saying yes. Is that right? Is that what you understand, David? It seems like it, but I know that like uh, I, I'm kind of just keeping my eyes peeled because I got homework to do as soon as they make the official announcements too. So, and why would that uh, be, David? Are you are you happen to be the host of a certain podcast that comes on parts of the year? Hopefully, uh, if, it, if all goes well and I, I do a good enough job, I'll, I'll be doing the Rookie Podcast. The so. Angler's Channel Insider yeah. Rookie Podcast. How about them apples? How about that? <laughs> Brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse, Sportsman's.com. You're hunting an outdoor store, fishing outdoor store, sorry. All right, a little shameless plug there. Uh, Toyota Series Championship. If you want to hear a great Brent Crow, who's a buddy of ours, a great Brent Crow uh, interview, Go to your favorite podcast app. Click on the Alabama Bastro podcast. Miss Kay and I talked to Brent yesterday. It came out today, the second. Uh, or you can go to alabamabastrail.org. Click on the podcast there and listen to it. Uh, he's a longtime ABT angler. Up until this year, he fished every single event the ABT's had from day one. He missed the championship on Smith because of Grand, the Open on Grand trying to qualify for the elite to make it that way. But Pickwick, he's the man, right? He's a guy had an incredible final day on Pickwick to uh, to win that one going away. So jump from 10th to 1st, beat out our old buddy Randy Bluckett to win the tiebreaker there on day two. But won that one, so um, you got to uh, give him give – him Props for that. So uh, go over there and listen to that one on that show. That was, uh, that was a great interview as well. Lies, Legends, and Legacies, new podcast coming up this month. I can't tell you the exact date yet. I'm working on it, but I got two really good shows coming at you this month. That's right. I said Lies, Legends, and Legacies. Have I mentioned the name of this podcast before? I don't think I have. I know the name of it because you told me about it, but I don't know if you mentioned it I don't think I've mentioned it on this show. Maybe I need to edit this out. <laughs> That's right. Brand new show called Lies, Legends, and Legacies coming to you. This is going to be – let me find my, my, my notes here real quick. Um, this is going to be a show kind of like just talking about, you know, talking to the OG guys, right? I've been in this industry 20 years, and I want to talk to um, – It's I kind of wrote it down. It's a podcast dedicated to the pro anglers who have been around the block, some retired, some still active, Talk about life growing up, the path of the pros, the ups, downs, and everything in between. We want to educate the younger anglers out there and bring back fond memories for the older guys. This is what I call lies, legends, and legacies. We get some great stories for some guys. We get some misconceptions on being a pro angler. All the fun stuff that goes along with it. So uh, I'll have your release date. Maybe next week I'll have your release date. But um, it's going to be a fun little deal. I've got the first two episodes done, and uh, we will have uh, more to come. Not going to be a weekly deal. Maybe one or two a month. It depends on my schedule. Life's a little busy. Um, all that good stuff. But uh, that's good. Uh, tournaments. David, do you want to give your tournament spiel while we, while we still got them halfway, you know, listening? Sure. So I, I know I've seen a few um, on the web, oh, on, online and stuff like that, too, because it looks like people are finalizing, like really finalizing and, and teasing their 2022 schedules. But definitely shoot them our way. Uh, I know me and CB are going to 
make sure we try to get as much as we can. If not, you shoot them my way, we make sure we get them up. But um, you could definitely send them my way uh, at dshong, says D-X-I-O-N-G, at anglerschannel.com, and we will make sure we get them up. Because, like I said before, I mean, we want to make sure, well, our, well we, our big thing is with the grassroots angler. So, yeah, we talk about elites, opens, and all that stuff. But we definitely want to talk about you guys. So, uh, yeah, shoot your schedules our way, and we will make sure we get them up. And if you've got an email address for your tournament director, we'll take that too. We want to know, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make yep. sure that, uh, you know, we stay in touch. And I kind of wrote a little mission statement last week, but um, <laughs> you know me, I have um, I have misplaced it. I had a lot of time last week sitting there waiting on a surgery to be done and all that good stuff, but I have misplaced it. I will find it, but you're right. The grassroots guys, you guys are our bread and butter because that's who we are, Right. We are just wannabe pros that enjoy fishing, and we want to help make you guys famous best we can. Get us your tournaments, uh, Dijon, D-X-I-O-N-G, at anglerschannel.com, or C Brown, C-B-R-O-W-N, at anglerschannel.com. We would love to get that up and get that uh, on. also need your trail information as well, rules, all that good jazz, Facebook page, website, whatever you got, send that to us. Also, um, David, we hired you through this Crazy Gas podcast, and we're going to try to do the same. We are looking to add some videographers to our stable of um, talented people for 2022. We've got a few new projects coming aboard, and we'd love to have some contract guys come on and help us out a few weekends a year, maybe make a little extra money. So if you are a video guy, a wannabe video guy, or – Thank you might want to be a video guy. Hit me up, cbrown at anglerschannel.com. Give me your info. We'll have a phone conversation, see if it's a right fit. We're just looking for some guys to help shoot web video as well as um, TV footage. So we get that going as well. Uh, cbrown, anglerschannel.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to meet you the whole nine yards. All right, David, we've got about three minutes here, and I can't – we got to mention this. I shared on our Facebook page on Monday, right? How big has our buddy Neil Paul and the folks at Visit Anderson and Green Pond Landing literally raised the bar for the Classic in 2022? Have you seen the improvements they have made to Green Pond Landing? I haven't seen them in person, but that video, I was really definitely impressed by what they've done. I don't know what they still have yet to do, but that looks Pretty darn impressive. I, listen, um, they've got the best bathrooms on tour, okay? <laughs> no, seriously, the best bathroom facility on tour. And now they've added a drive-through, yep. basically a drive-through amphitheater so you could do a drive-through way in there. Tell me that wasn't built for an open or an elite or a pro circuit event. Well, not really, or an MPFL event or whatever. Any drive-through event, it was built for. And what they've got besides that too, like depending, like you said, how things play out, it's got that super long dock, right, for the boats to brand tie new, up to. Brand things. new dock, yep. yep. Brand new dock. I mean, huge, yeah. huge, huge. Neil, love you, buddy. Awesome stuff. Killing it out there. Absolutely killing it out there. Proud of you. Go to, go to our Facebook page, AnglishChannel.com. Click on that deal. Watch that video. It's quick. But I'm going to tell you, I, Neil won't say anything about it at all. But I'm going to tell you, he's he's been spearheading this deal. 
he is like the master of tournament ceremonies for the most part. I mean, he is the guy bringing so much to, to Anderson County and visit Anderson. And I've always said, if I had to live somewhere else outside of Alabama, it'd be in Anderson County. I, I love that place over there. It's really, really pretty. David, you would love Anderson County. I'm just saying. Maybe there's a job <laughs> for you over there. So make sure you take that out. And I, I mentioned at the end of the show, I got a minute, literally a minute to do this. I'll mention it real quick. The Randy Howell King's Home Boat Giveaway is in their 11th year coming up on November the 13th. Check them out. Go to Randy Howell Fishing on Facebook or go to kingshome.com slash Randy Howell to get your tickets. They've raised $1.8 million, David, in 10 years of doing this deal. And um, great, great deal. Goes to a great organization. Um, get yourself a new boat or a slightly used boat or whatever. I mean, Randy, work, he, he works out of his boat, so he can get you a slightly used office. But um, check that out. Very, very cool deal. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So a yeah, quick – oh, sorry, you got something too? Hit it. Before we cut, just before I forget, uh, keep Aaron Martins and his family in your yes. prayers. You yes. Well, you, 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 can keep, you, you, you got a minute. Minute, yeah, one minute left. One minute. Was it just, yeah, uh, he's still doing, I guess he's doing better than what some people were saying he was doing, but yeah, keep him and his uh, his family in your prayers. Uh, um, we know that what he's doing or what him and his family is going through is pretty, pretty tough, but you know, he's got to be positive. Hopefully, that things will play out best for them, but whatever it may be, just keep his family and uh, Aaron in your prayers. So, and please do not share false information. This is why I hate social media some days. Please do not share false information. All right. Aaron, we're praying for you, buddy. We love you. And uh, thinking about you and the family. Take a quick little break. I mean quick because coming up, Nick LeBrun, your open champ from Grand Lake, right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. You think this show does for that, bro? It's pretty good. <laughs> Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go. 
make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks, to the English Channel Insider Podcast, and are brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more, dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in. Well, we had him on the show a long time ago when he won the All-American back in 2018, but your latest Opens champ, Mr. Nick LeBrun. Nick, how are you, bud? I'm thrilled. I'm doing awesome. Uh, and thanks, Chris, for having me so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 2018, won the All-American on Cross Lake and then kicked off your, um, at that time, the FLW Tour career with a second on Rayburn. And uh, that was your first year on tour, uh, which I guess is now called the the – Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, but I mean, you had a fourth in the Cup in eighteen, and a twenty fourth in the Cup in twenty nineteen. Dude, you just you just came out of the gate swinging three or four years ago, didn't you? Uh, well, you got to the the guys on tour these days are, are such a top tier anglers, and uh, I mean, you've really got to you got to go out swinging every time to compete with them, and whenever you do well, you feel like you've really done something. So. Uh, Man, hats off to all those competitors for uh, keeping me on my toes, so to speak. <laughs> well, you definitely had some success there. And I know when we talked about back in uh, 2018 on winning the All-American, you know, you were at that time, you were a little undecided on what you're going to do. And you kind of put it in the Lord's hands and said, you know, whatever happens, happens, and we'll do what we got to do. And um, you, you seem to be doing pretty well with that, haven't you? Yeah, you know, just all glory to God. He's really blessed me. You know, uh, there's been times where I just realize I'm just a, a, a normal old country boy from Vivian, Louisiana, <laughs> having a, a dream of fishing professionally. And, uh, you know, he's really made a way to make that happen. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that I had something to do with it, but at the end of the day, it's just all him. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just enjoy it. every, every year I get to do it, you know, so, uh, it's, uh, I definitely feel like here lately has definitely uh, solidified me a little bit more in my career, and uh, I'm excited for 2022. It's going to be some great opportunity being classic qualified, and uh, it's just uh, it's, it's exciting, and it really hasn't sunk in yet. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into the Opens deal a little bit, because, man, I'll tell you what, you were just one tournament away from calling yourself an Elite Series angler, weren't you? I mean, you weren't, I mean, outside of yeah. Pickwick, you were right there, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, people say, man, Pickwick's got a sting, right? Well, not really, and here's why. Because after finishing in the triple digits at Pickwick, I knew that I would be out of the points. And I told my wife, Jolene, I said, hey, I'm just going out, go, going to go swinging these next two and, and try to get a win and, and try to um, get a classic berth. And so, you know, you may hear guys say, well, I'm fishing to win and I'm swinging for the fences. But when the points really allow you to do that and, and your back's against the wall, it's kind of easier to live up to those words. And um, so I'm just glad it worked out. I'm, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to, to swing for the fence, swing for the classic, because uh, 
man, it uh, it worked out. It, it was a really <laughs> blessed couple of weeks. So let's talk about Smith Lake real quick. We'll, we'll just bypass Pickwick because we just know how that one goes. I, I understand. But let's jump right. to Smith Lake because Smith, you probably ain't got much in Louisiana that mimics Smith Lake, do you? No. Uh, <laughs> it felt so weird, you know, catching fish out of 100 foot of water when – I, I being from Louisiana, I don't even have a hundred foot of line on my reel. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was definitely a a different kind of ball game. But I left that event feeling confident that I was growing in my career and I was growing in my knowledge of the sport. And it's important to have events like that every once in a while, just to kind of kind of build momentum and know that uh, you're absorbing some stuff that you're, you're learning and, and able to implement it. And uh, so. Getting second place, you know, staring at that Lawrence with active target, yeah, there in that deep water. That was a big momentum builder for me and uh, definitely was outside of my normal comfort zone for sure. Sure, sure. This is a this is a sport, and I know you know this, but this is a sport that you have to look at everything as a glass half, you know, glass half full type of deal. It can't be a glass half empty because that's just going to ruin you. You got to be a glass half full kind of guy in this, don't you? Yes, absolutely, you know, because you're going to – I tell especially young people all the time, if you're going to try to go after this profession, you just got to know going into it that there's going to there's gonna be some tough tournaments and some tough days out there. And there's going to be some years where the tough days are, are far more than the good days. And you've really got to be prepared mentally to, to just – stay persistent and to just power through that and to keep going and not to give up. Sure, sure. So second place at Smith, uh, head home for a week. And I know when you left Smith, you were antsy to get to Grand, weren't you? I was. You know, Smith, uh, I fished there in Pro Circuit earlier in the year and, and uh, had a tough event, you know, had to fish on to get paid, but just couldn't, uh, couldn't capitalize. And so getting second at Smith, and kind of getting some redemption there really fired me up. And I've got a pretty good bit of experience on Grand. And, and I kind of had that tournament circled in my mind all year. And I knew that if that water was a, a little bit cool and those gizzards were on the bank, I knew that I knew what I was going to do. And I was excited to get up there and try it. And, you know, throwing a big topwater bait, normally you only get one big day out of it. And you kind of got to survive sort of see, but, for them to bite that big top water all three days in a row, I mean, that was just uh, – it was amazing. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe that it worked out. Well, day one at Grand, 17-12, put you in third. Leader was at 21-14. And day two, uh, 15-3, moved you up to second, about a pound and a half back. So let's start there. I mean, you're behind Sukup going into day three and – I mean, that's a Grand Lake guy right there and uh, Oklahoma guy. And I mean, what were your thoughts and feelings? I mean, did you feel like another second place was coming on or did you feel like you had what you needed to do to catch him to win this thing? It was all dependent on the wind and, and kind of – it was situational. You know, I, I really didn't know if those fish would reload until I got out there that morning. And, uh, you know, I pulled into one little short pocket that I'd been targeting that week and – and caught like a 580, you know, right off the bat. And, and that really, that was the winning moment to me of like, okay, my stuff is reloading and here's my kicker already. And I, I felt like I had a really good chance at that point. And, uh, you know, John is a great angler and he's super experienced, especially on grand. Mm-hmm. 
I knew that he just wasn't going to hand it over. So my goal was to try to get 15 pounds like I had on day two, and I knew that would kind of give me a chance. And, um, you know, when I exceeded 16 pounds and exceeded 17 pounds, I, I really I really felt like I left it all out in the water. I said, well, hey, if I don't win, then it, it's just not my time, and I'm going to be okay with that. But I felt really good once I got north of 15 pounds, and uh, it, it just ended up working out. You know, uh, you know, John had had two amazing days, and, and day three was his tough day, you know, and right. I was able to slip in there. So 17-3 on the final day gave you 50 pounds, two ounces for the win, just over a, a four-plus pound win. Um, let's talk about these three-day deals real quick, though, because, I mean, you have to be consistent all three days. And, you know, we saw that at Smith. You had two good days, and then that final day bit you. Were you worried about that final day kind of biting you on uh, on Grand as well? No, I wasn't. Uh, I knew that throwing that big proper was all I had. Right. You know, I knew that uh, – I told my co-angler at the end of day two, I said, you know, I feel like I'm either going to go out and catch them tomorrow and win this thing or I'm going to have like one fish and just finish <laughs> in tenth. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's kind of how I felt because my back was against the wall. I had no other backup patterns or backup areas, and it was all or nothing on that plopper. And so I, I just laid it all on the line and stuck with it. And uh, just ended up working out. So, what size plopper? I mean, are you the little guy or the big guy? Which which one do you prefer and when? Well, for grand, I practice with the one ten with no hooks on it, and it has some big fish, some good blow up. But on the final day of practice, that Wednesday morning, the wind was blowing pretty hard, and I decided to experiment going to the one thirty size, which is the bigger one for bass fishermen. And it seemed like I could reel that slower on those windier banks, and it just it had a little bit, a uh, little bit more of a lag in the water, mm-hmm. and it still plopped really good even in in that rougher, uh, choppier water. And so uh, I caught two big ones Wednesday on it, and that kind of gave me confidence in it. And then there was no looking back after that. Every every fish I weighed in came on the one thirty size. Um, day two. I only had one of them. Day two, I shattered it on a cable, and uh, my co-angler from day one, my co-angler from day two, who was with me, uh, Jacob Collins from Illinois, he actually let me borrow uh, another one thirty size plopper style bait, <laughs> and uh, I put that on and caught two big ones and caught my entire bag on it. And then he gave me another one that afternoon at his truck, and, and that's the one I used on day three. So. Without Jacob, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. So big hats off to him. Well, let me ask you this. Did you give those baits back to him, or you just send him money for the two that you got from him? I, he, he insisted that I keep the bait. Uh, you know, co-anglers don't fish on day three, so he was headed back north. But uh, I do have his address, and I will be um, hooking him up with some stuff here shortly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, 47000 and change for the win uh, at the Open, but more, more importantly, a berth in the uh, 2022 Classic. How does that feel? It's unbelievable. You know, I, I can't even get used to, to describing myself like that as being qualified. It's uh, That's a big deal, dude. Yeah, it hasn't even sunk in yet. I mean, since the time that I was – 
10 years old and owned a fishing pole, period, fishing the Bassmaster Classic was always like some fairy tale that just seemed unachievable for somebody growing up where I did and, and uh, you know, just a normal blue-collar type of a family and and uh, to be qualified and go in there in March is just, it, it hasn't really sunk in yet and I don't know if it will until it gets here, but um, I'm thrilled. I want it to be as much about my family as it is me and, um, you know, uh, we're excited. I mean, uh, trying to plan a little bit and, and get some logistics down, but, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's amazing. It's, it's definitely going to be the highlight of my career. The um, So going to Hartwell, do you know much about Hartwell? I've never been to Hartwell, but I've fished uh, Lake Murray before. That's right down the road, uh, another Herring Lake, and and so I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna feel at home on Hartwell, and I'm excited about it. Gotcha, gotcha. The um, what is I mean, I, I I had to go back and look at points and where you finished in the Central Open points compared to where the top three were. What was I mean? What's your ultimate goal fishing the Opens? Were you trying to qualify for the elites? Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> An elite qualification is never a bad thing. You know, uh, I've kind of, I've made a living on the pro circuit, you know, love that family over there. But, you know, qualifying for the lease is a short-term goal of mine. And I'm not 100% say, oh, yeah, I would definitely go. I mean, it's situational. I mean, who, who knows what will be happening a year from now with sponsors and family and all sure. that, right? Sure. But um, it, it, it definitely would not hurt anything to have that door open and then just, you know, decide if it makes sense at that point in time. But um, I can definitely tell you this, the past few tournaments I've fished and seen the success and seen the hype around bass <laughs> and the coverage that I've gotten, um, it's made me more hungry for more Bassmaster events and, and more being part of that family as well. Well, I've, I've never fished a, a- – a Bassmaster event. I've only attended them. I've been, I, I've, I've been on every side of this fence there is Nick, except for fishing in one. Right. So, um, just wait for the classic. I, I think the classic's probably going to kind of push you over the edge there, but so what are your plans for 2022 right now? Well, uh, 2022, um, I've, I did get an official invite today from a uh, major league pro circuit formerly known as FLW tour. And so I will be competing in that okay. and I will be fishing the Bassmaster central opens. Okay. And, uh, and that's the only two things that are definitely solidified. I, I may fish another tournament here or there. That's just kind of regional or, or local, sure. but, uh, but you know, I've, I've got a wife and three kids under five years old and, and, if anything, I may be taking tournaments off the schedule sure. rather than putting more on. But uh, I think pro circuit in one division of opens is going to be a good fit. Yeah, exactly. Especially going off of the, uh, you know, building on the momentum you had coming off a second and a first place finish. So you came through the All-Americans, right? I mean, you came up through that one on Cross Lake back in 18. But going on, right. this, going on this week – there's a Bass Nation Championship going on in your state. I believe it's on the Wachita River. And, um, yep, correct. What, uh, I mean, not that any of those guys are going to listen to this this week. You know, you know, we never know. But, 
I mean, going into the All-American 2018, I know it was in your home state, but what advice could you give one of these guys that are looking at a classic berth and potential elite series berth coming out of this week? Well, someone on a video one time said that, um, you know, dreams without goals are just dreams, and that's Mm -hmm. all they'll ever be. And I talked to a lot of young people that, yeah, man, I'd love to be doing what you're doing. I, I want to fish pro someday. I, I want to fish the classic. You know, I, I want to uh, be in your shoes. I say, well, awesome. Like, what kind of tournaments are you fishing right now? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fishing the ABC Bass Club uh, twice a year. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and, hey, everybody's at a different stage in the game. I get that. But you have to have a path to get to where you want to be. And, uh, you know, and, and what's great about the industry right now, it, it really clears that up. It, it really aligns that path really good. I mean, if you want to go Bassmaster Elites, you got to fish the Opens. Um, if you if you want to fish um, Pro Circuit or eventually Bass Pro Tour, you got to be fishing Toyota Series. Mm-hmm. If you want to go the Classic, it's going to be through the Opens or uh, through the Federation stuff, right. you know, so – um, the the paths are are clear. It's just a matter of people uh, being serious and and taking the time to fish stuff that matter. I'm not saying that the ABC Bass Club tournament doesn't matter, okay? Because the more tournaments you fish, the more well rounded you get the sport. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, hey, why am I fishing this tournament? Is it is it to try to get somewhere, or is it just to stay sharp and beat up on my buddies here at the house, and it's for bragging rights? Sure. And every angler has to answer that themselves. And, uh, you know, BFLs, for example, you're not going to make a living and get, get rich fishing BFLs. But the regional does lead to the All-American, okay? Uh, that's the path for that. And if somebody fishes a BFL and complains about the payout, well, shame on them because it's not about that. It's about where that tournament could potentially lead. Yeah. You know, so I always try to stress that to – the anglers that are up and coming or regional level anglers, you know, you have to ask yourself, why am I going to fish this tournament this weekend? And, you, you know, you just got to be honest with yourself when you're, when you're planning out your year like that. That's, that's great advice. We've actually got um, coming up here in just, a, just a few minutes, Laker Howell, Randy Howell's son who qualified for the All-American this year um, out of his comfort zone, went down to St. John's and did it down there. Uh, on the southern side, and so uh, we're going to have him on here in a little bit. But you're right. I mean, I love what you said. A dream without a goal was only a dream, right? So, I mean. Yeah, that's exactly you, right. And, and you couldn't have put it any better. I mean, if you're not fishing a tournament looking ahead, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? So, that's right. – um, if, if you aspire to be where you are, that's that's incredible yep. and, advice. And, you know, and I speak from experience because that was me. You know, I was in my early 20s fishing Caddo Lake, you know, three days a week, right? Just dominating the fruit jars and the the you know the the team events with my partner Randy and and it was great. I mean, I mean, it was awesome. It was fun. But at the end of the day, I was just Nick LeBrun on Caddo Lake, and and that was never going to uh, do anything to project me into having a pro career. And so a, a an old an older I call him old sorry Terry <laughs> but an older mentor of mine uh he told me he says hey Nick 
man, you're doing great on Cano, but listen, you know, if you want people to really know who you are and, and make a go at this, you need to be going down to Slido Bend and Sam Rayburn and fishing some bigger stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I will, you know. And so that was kind of my wake-up call, kind of like I'm trying to give uh, some of your listeners today, you know, um, you, you've got to just kind of have a path to get there. And, and, I, and I wasted a lot of years on Cano Lake just kind of getting stuck in a rut, fishing tournaments that, that paid well and that were fun and, and uh, you had some trophies involved. But sure. at the end of the day, that was never going to get me anywhere as far as the bigger the bigger level stuff. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. Absolutely. Sure. So Cool. You can't replace time on the water, but – Time on the same body of water over time kind of gets stale, doesn't it? Yep, that's so. exactly that's a good way to put it. You're right. So you got to venture out. So, well, bud, congratulations on the win. Congratulations on the classic qualification. Could have happened to a nicer guy. I know I met you at the Cup back in '18, but you probably don't remember that. But I will make sure that we shake hands in Greenville, South Carolina, in uh, in March and uh, put a face to a name there and. I have a feeling this won't be the last time we talk to you, and hopefully not. It won't take three years to do it again. So, <laughs> well, hey, uh, no matter the the outcome is, uh, or the the time length, I appreciate you guys having me on, and can't wait to see you in Greenville. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. See you, Nick. Well, David, you joined the party late, but uh, Nick LeBrun, our buddy from Louisiana, classic qualifier now. And, um, I mean, like dropping some like serious, you know, bombs on us there as far as like inspirational quotes, right? I'm like, I got to write this stuff in and put it on my wall. I mean, some, some pretty good knowledge coming out of there. So I guess knowledge bombs, truth bombs, what do you, what do you call those in, 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 in the kids language these days? Is it truth bombs? I don't think again, it's. <laughs> inspirational bombs maybe i don't know what it is but dreams are dreams without goals are only dreams and i mean but i mean look at and i know a lot of pros do this but look at the way he laid that out right i mean you heard most of that conversation uh as you came in but i mean look at the way he laid that out i mean taking everybody's money on Cato lake and then it's like okay well where is this going to take me where am i going to go from this and um obviously the all-american Took him to the pro circuit. Uh, pro circuit has has done him well. It's paid his bills. He's he's making a living there. But then the opens. I mean, a second at Smith, the first at Grand, 113th at Pickwick kind of hurt him. I was looking at the points there, and about 65 points he could have been an elite series guy this year. But you look and see, he's got a path of what he wants to do and what he's trying to do. So pretty uh, pretty cool to see and. Um, Super cool guy. Really enjoy talking to him. So we will um, – it's good to have him. You guys make sure you're following him on social, Nicola Brune Fishing. Make sure you check him out. Uh, good, good dude. And I, I have a feeling we're going to see him on the Elite Series here, you know, before too long. I, I just have a feeling. And I look for him to make a run at uh, at the boys in the, in the Classic as well. He's one of those that puts his head down and grinds. And uh, he'll be a good one for sure. So take a quick little break. We come back. We'll welcome in a new – well, I've known her for a long time. But you guys are
I feel like ISO Chill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, ISO Chill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And brought to you by our friends at Strike King Lure Company, Ludes, Rods, and Reels. Products made for winners. Check them out online, strikeking.com and lose.com. Excited to welcome in a good friend of ours, good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time, David. Your new Elite Series Tournament Director, Miss Lisa Talmadge. LT, how are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Well, see, there you go. You sound more relaxed now, right? I introduced you. <laughs> you sound a little more relaxed. You told me through text you were a little nervous about this deal. You never done a podcast. We're just a bunch of good old boys just just talking to a good old girl having having a good time. So, how does that sound? Well, it sounds good. It's just you know, just one of those things where <laughs> I listen to podcasts. You know, I listen to the anglers. And, you know, sure. I'm just a- I'm just a tournament director. Well, you, you're a little more than just tournament director. When did you start with bass, Lisa? Well, the first time I started with bass was back in 04. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And what I'm were you doing? Hired, I've been hired back by bass three times. <laughs> I just can't let you go. So what were you doing back in 04? They hired me originally to be the ESPN Outdoor Bassmaster Weekend Series Tournament Manager. Ah, okay. Back in the day. Yeah, okay. so I did that for a total of five years. Okay, and then you left and came back again. Mm-hmm, and then I was tournament staff for about four years, and then I left, and then a trip called me back three years ago and said Chuck was retiring and he wanted me uh, to be a tournament manager. So then I came back. Very cool. Because when I met you was 2012, 2013, somewhere in there, I was doing sponsorship stuff for Bass on site. And all I knew is, is that you drove a dually and pulled a big trailer. That's all I could tell you. So, and you kind of, and you kind of ran the show for a lot of the events I was at. Right. Well, I think back then I was more more or less a tournament lead. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. T- 
tournament lead and doing all that. So prior to 04, I mean, what experience did you have, you know, in tournament fishing or being a tournament manager or director? I didn't. Uh, I was actually a teacher. I was a fifth grade teacher. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And uh, so I, I used to fish. Well, back then it was called the Federation. So I used to fish the Federation, and I was part of, you know, a couple clubs back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I, you know, I fished them, and then I also helped with, you know, with any kind of, you know, tournament stuff. And, right. And I just felt like I really liked being part of helping with tournaments. So that's when I applied with bass and actually Don Corcoran is the one that sent my resume over to, I don't know if you remember Bruce Mathis. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And I interviewed with him and uh, Mike Presley. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Old school stuff right here. Old school. Old school. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you kind of how old I am. Well, you're not that old though. I mean, you, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's what's funny. You started in this deal young, but uh, so Trip called you back three years ago, said Chuck's going to retire. We all know Chuck, know Chuck well. And, um, and so you always had to be nice to Chuck, though, because his wife was, was in accounting at Bass, right? So you always had to be nice to both of them or else you wouldn't get reimbursed for any of your expenses, if I remember that right. So Absolutely. Yeah. So Here we get on you. Oh yeah, big time. So, so you, uh, so, so Chuck's going to retire. So you kind of step into Chuck's place, right? Yes. And how, and, and how did that go for you? It went well. Um, I took over all the, um, since I have a CDL, I took over all the uh, DOT stuff, and I still am over all the DOT stuff. Um, and then I just took over, you know, managing marshals, and then just kind of. Um, helping uh, trip with anything and everything to do with coordinating and planning the elite. Right. So it's kind of like his right hand person. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then, um, so, and then I know that year trip started to feel ill and you kind of stepped in in a few events, didn't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was actually in 2019 he had to leave an event early. Yep. Um, and then I, he, he said, you know, I, I wouldn't have hired you back here if I didn't feel comfortable leaving you. So I, you know, he had to leave. And so I stepped in and finished the event. And so I think it was just comfortable, um, for him to do that. And then whenever he had to leave, when he um, felt sick, I, I think it was what last year in late summer, early fall, um, and they just, you know, he felt comfortable just leaving me to be able to handle it. Sure, sure. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Which about. I was nervous, of course. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, let's talk about that for a second because I mean, you know, Trip saying, "Hey, I wouldn't have hired you back if I didn't feel comfortable with you, you know, handling this." I mean, you, you kind of had to pull up your big girl pants then and and, and take over because you got you know some you got some guys there that I'm sure are a little bit hard to deal with from time to time. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I just had to, you just, like you said, you just have to, you have to do what you have to do to get the job done. Right. Right. And, and so, I mean, he had confidence in me, and so I had to have 
confidence in myself to, to be able to do the job. And I had been a tournament manager before, so um, I'm like, I, I know what I know what to do. I know I'm nervous, but I know I know what to do. Right. Right. I got you. So this year, I mean, uh, we saw you quite a bit on stage this year and uh, stepping in for Trip, and uh, especially when he announced his retirement uh, last year and then everything coming to play this year. So how did, um, I mean, did you, well, first of all, following in Trip's footsteps, I mean, as little of a guy as he is, those are some big shoes to fill, aren't they? Well, absolutely. I mean, he's been doing this for many years. And um, so, I I mean, I just try to do the best job I can do. You know, follow the rules, um, er, do everything with integrity, you know, be fair, honest. Uh, so, I mean, I, it is big shoes to fill. And I, and I just, you know, all I can do is try hard every day to do um, do everything honestly and the right way. Sure. Sure. That's all you can do, right? Right, right. David, you got a question there? I see your uh, I see your eyes perk up a little bit. I was gonna say I know that what this is your first year, but I guess what was the one of the hardest things or like I guess uh, when you kind of took over uh not this year, but kind of taking over, kind of filling in for uh, um for trip what was some of the hardest things in terms of learning rules or what was the hardest thing for you to remember and make sure that was enforced and stuff like that? Well, the hardest thing is, um, you know, when you have an angler that's on the water and they want you to answer a question right away, the hardest mm. thing is is to tell them the answer is no until I can until I can look at the rules <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> so I've, I've had to learn that, you know, there was a couple times. And so now I'm like, if I'm you know, a little bit unsure about something, the answer is no until I am positive. How big is that rule book that you have to consult if you have to <laughs> look up the answers? Oh my gosh, for... it, 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 is a, it is a big book, you know, and I try to read through it pretty often. Um, but, you know, sometimes there might be something that's not black and white. And then I have to, which all the other managers that we have here, we all, um, consult with each other constantly. You know, we have offices right next to each other. We're constantly going into each other's office asking, what do you think about this? Or what do you think, think about this lure? And so we're always bouncing things off of each other, which I'm so thankful to have all of them. And vice versa, I'm sure, you know. Absolutely. That was my next question was how, how much did you reach out to trip this season? You know, everybody on, on, on their phones, I've got that favorite list, right? Where is trip oh, yeah. on, where is trip on your favorites list? Is he above or below Brian? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Trip, he is such a fan of the sport. Like he was calling me at every tournament. Oh, I imagine. Checking, oh, I see that you're in a fog delay. And, you know, he's always, he's so good. He was always checking on me as well. But no, I, I called him a lot. There's no, no doubt about it. I called him a lot. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. We, uh, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. And I, and, and I'm glad he was there. I mean, you know, just a good guy. And I, and I actually call him a friend and, and I appreciate everything he's done for me. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great guy. You know, he fishes 
Alabama Bass Trail will be coming back to fish Alabama Bass Trail in 2022, which we do all the video production for. And so it's funny, we never see him on stage. He'll never cross the stage. I don't know if, if he's if he's nervous about getting up there in front of people or what, but he always sends his son to do it. But I know he and Kay talk quite a bit um, throughout, the, throughout the season when he's not fishing about different lakes and what's happening and what's going on. So you're right. He is a fan of the sport. That's, uh, that's uh-huh. for sure. So... Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, I mean, obviously, you know, your third time back at Bass and, um, you know, obviously you've grown in this position up to the highest level. And I know they mentioned, you know, they put out a press release last week of, you know, Bo's kind of creating or coming into a, a new senior tournament manager position, uh, which is a, um, a, a, a very big deal. So I guess Bo's is now over, over all of the tournament directors, correct? Yes, yes. He's our boss. He's who we will report to. So he's going to be all support for us. But he will uh, go to uh, the majority of the elite with me. So he'll be there for support as well. Okay. All right. And then it looks like uh, Hank Weldon is moving on from high school and college and into the opens position um, that Chris left. And I guess John Stewart will take over the high school and college then as well with along with the nation and everything else. Well, we're actually going to hire uh, another tournament manager okay. to to take on the high school college, but that tournament manager will report to John Stewart. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool deal. Since it's fascination. Right. I know you've worked with Bose uh, a number of years, you know, doing open events and things like that. Uh, what's it like working for him? Chris? Oh, I mean, Chris, is a he's a very good guy. He's a good listener. I mean, he helps a lot. I mean, he's there for support. Yeah, he's a great guy. So I'm, I'm. Whenever he was announced as the VP, which I had no idea that's what they were thinking of doing for restructuring. So when he was announced, I was super excited for him, and you know, happy that he was going to be who I reported to. Sure, sure. It's always yeah. good. Always good to have a good boss. So, what, yeah, um, yeah. what? What's the tournament director's job like? I mean, we all well know it's not easy, and it's oftentimes not fun. But, I mean, what's it like when you've got these guys kind of breathing down your neck from time to time, especially like on a fog delay or storm or you got some things that are happening that you can't control? What's what's that job like? Well, of course it's stressful, but my job is to keep those anglers safe on the water and keep our camera camera crew safe, our marshals. And so I just have to do what, what is best safety-wise. Sure. And I, I mean, I can't be nervous about that. I mean, if it's foggy out and it's not safe, I'm not sending them, you know. Right. So no matter what they say, right? It's safety. That's it? Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And I think when they get to that level, they understand. Okay. How's, how's the reception from the anglers been with you? coming up on stage this year and then the announcement of this new role for you for uh, going forward? Uh, Well, so this year, you know, when they announced that I was going to basically be the lead, the lead for the elites this year, I I guess they announced that in February. Um, I I mean, I had a lot of positive feedback because I had been around the anglers the last couple years. Um, So, I mean, they knew – I mean, they knew that that I was there 
to, you know, for them to get the job done and they can rely on me. And so, I mean, I mean, I had to gain the respect, but I think over the last few years I had, I have gained the respect. Sure. Sure. David? Speaking of these anglers, I guess just kind of going into this, uh, been what, maybe over a year now, but are there certain anglers that you know that you probably are expecting a certain text or a call before a tournament or, you know, that they're always going to be chiming in? <laughs> you don't have to name names, but is there certain ones that you experienced here? Like, you know, hey, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was expecting something from you. Anyone like that so far? <laughs> don't don't make her mad. She'll hang the phone up on us, David. <laughs> so... You kind of cut out, so you, you're asking if there's certain anglers that I can expect my phone to ring before each tournament with questions. <laughs> yeah, you know, are, are you, are, yeah, like, you, know, you well, have to absolutely. go with names. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Which okay. It's fine, because some anglers, they just want to make sure um, they are clear. They are so paranoid that they're going to break a rule that mm. they just, you know, they're always calling just to make sure. You know, sometimes I get calls at 6 in the morning on a Sunday before practice. Just, they just want to make sure. Which It's fine. That's my job. That's what I'm you know, expected to do. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Last question, LT, and we'll let you go. Let's talk a little bit about well, now you're supporting staff, right? You, you've been supporting staff in the past, in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. You, you've got a supporting staff. Talk about a little bit about the guys that we don't ever see. I mean, you've got a crew backstage and behind the scenes that help put this thing on that nobody ever sees. And I, I think back to, you know, Max and, you know, of course, mm-hmm. so many others that I, that I dealt with there and, and just, you know, miss. But, I mean, you got some guys there that put in long hours and they don't complain. They're ready to come to work, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And we have the best guys that work for us. And I, this is how – when I when I get on site, this is how good they are. I all They let me just worry about the tournament itself, and they take care of setting it up. All I have to do is say, this is where I want it, and I don't have to worry about it because they take care of it. Um, and yeah, they work hard. They work long hours because they're up early, you know, for takeoff. Mm-hmm. They're there for the weigh-in and then, you know, when we have to tear down. So they do work long hours. And, and then it, then it falls on, on me because, you know, I'm in charge of DOC stuff. So I have to make sure they don't go over their hours as well. Right. Right. But okay. yeah, they, we have a great crew, um, bunch of guys that, that do help us behind the scenes and they make us look good, really. Well, that's that's awesome. All right, David's got one more. Sorry, I promise this won't put. So you've seen a you you get a different and unique perspective being on stage and weighing the fish. But any like memorable moments so far, just being a weighmaster at uh, to the throughout your uh, time so far being the uh, the tournament director this year, or even maybe late last year. Well, I think one of the most exciting weigh-ins that I was. Um, so happy to be a part of was when Taku won. <laughs> yes, we were all excited. And I wasn't even there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so. I mean, because I was kind of standing behind stage, and I just didn't even want to leave because it was so. I mean, I don't know. It was so heart heartwarming, and I was excited for him. Yes, that was one of the memorable weigh-ins okay. for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, okay, for for real, last question, LT. <laughs> When I was when I was working for Bass on tournament days, 
I would a lot of times kind of get my sleeve pulled and said, Hey, we're going to go have breakfast. You need to come with us. Right. You guys yeah, eat uh-huh. really, really good on, on, on tour. <laughs> I, I, you, you can't say you don't cause I know you too well. I've been there, done that. What's your favorite breakfast spot across the country you've been to? My favorite breakfast spot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or your favorite, your favorite restaurant across the country. What's what's one place you go that you you start looking forward to the food by the time you get there? Well, uh, so Orange, Texas, they have some oh, really good. Yeah. Yes, they have some really good food there. Um, uh, well. I'm one of these weird people that, I mean, I have some allergies, so eating for me is not like um, I kind of look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Understood. You know, so. Okay. All right. All but, right. yeah, I mean, we do we do try to get out. and That's like the number one question we always ask the, the host is, what are the best places to go eat? Yeah. if uh, we, 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 we like to find the local, where the locals eat. I I gain I gain a little bit of poundage that year I I traveled with you guys I remember that all too well I gained a little bit of poundage so well T yeah, congratulations oh yeah it is you're right especially when you're driving all those miles that's because that, that was the year we went to Falcon and we were in Orange mm-hmm. and we 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 bounced all over the place that year so I had all kinds of good food yeah. that year so that yeah, was uh, that was good stuff so LT congratulations on the official title proud of you proud you. for you proud to know you're proud to call your friend and um even if your husband does come down and win abt events every now and again so <laughs> but uh proud of you and uh can't wait to see you up on stage come first of the year so well i appreciate it and i so appreciate the support the support so thank you so much absolutely and see this wasn't so bad was it no, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> all right, darling. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. There she is, David LT, my buddy. Known her for a long time. She's, uh, I mean, she's, I mean, she won't ever say it. But when I was there, she was the one that, that you know, Tripp would say, I want it here, I want it there, and I want it like this. And, dude, she was in there. I mean, she's got her CDL. She drives trucks. She drives the, the, the you know, the dualies. She's pulled them all, done it all. So, um, I mean, somebody that's been there, done that, that's LT. She's, uh, she's got it going on for sure. And very excited to see her. When I knew Chuck was going to retire, which I knew Chuck really well. Chuck was Trip's right-hand man. When I knew Chuck was going to retire <clears throat> and I saw – where they where they had hired LT back. I was in the event and I saw her, you know, walking up with a bullhorn, and I said, "Are you the new Chuck?" And she goes, "I am." And so I got real excited because I knew they had made a great hire there. So uh, congratulations to her. Very very proud of her, and uh, excited to see where the future goes for the Elite Series. Um, that's for sure. So take a little break. When we come back. We've got one more guest. I know it's a three guest show. It'll be a long one, but it'll be a good one. Y'all ain't tight. Right back with more. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14-hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are going to come up with an excuse to get off, and I don't feel like I get that same fatigue, and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. 
sun protection, breathability, comfort, ISO chill. Honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, and we're brought to you by our friends at TH Marine from Transom Control Motor. They have got you covered. Find out more at thmarinesupplies.com. Excited to welcome in our buddy from just down the road. Well, just down the road from me. He's quite a few hours from you, but uh, my buddy Laker Howell. Bud, how are you? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you, man? We're doing well, doing well. How are the fish biting on Gunnersville right now? Have you been out lately? Man, I'll tell you, they are absolutely chewing out here. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I took out a couple buddies, and it was raining, and it was cold. But, my goodness, in two days, we caught 104 fish. Well, I appreciate the phone call. Maybe sometime you'll you'll reach out and say, hey, they're biting. Why don't you come fishing? So, how's that sound? Come on. You, you, you a busier guy than I am. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. So, but, uh, well, let's talk about a little deal you did. You went down and fished the BFL Regional on the St. John's and qualified yourself for the All-American for next year, didn't you? Man, that was such an awesome experience down there. And I'll tell you, the crazy thing about that whole week was, like when I got down there, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought I did. And then I get on the lake and I start fishing, you know, and looking forward to practice. And in four days, 40 hours of fishing, they like the dark. I caught nine bass. Oh, wow. So it was, it was not looking good for the home team going into day one. And day one of the tournament, I just, I just scrapped everything I had done, and I had had one bite in practice on a frog, and I pulled a frog out and just started throwing a popping frog up there shallow. And day one, I looked up and caught a seven, seven nine, and it boosted my bag up to eighteen pounds. That's what kind of kickstarted the whole week. Wow! So what? You ended up finishing six. What was your weight for uh, for for that tournament? I had forty nine eleven for three days. 49-11 for three days and only caught nine bass and 40 hours of fishing prior to that. Yeah, it was crazy. That's uh, that's what I call, you know, sticking to your game or sticking to it and grinding it out for sure. I mean, so did you throw anything else beside that frog the rest of the week? Well, I threw the frog a good bit, and all three days of the event, I caught my last – my the most key fish of the whole deal was my last one every single day, and it – Day one, the last one I caught it in the last 20 minutes. Day two, I caught my last two in 30 minutes to go. Uh, and one of them was a six and a quarter in the last 30 minutes. Wow. So, you know, I only got five to six bites a day. But um, I had one key fish on uh, day one on a big worm. 
And then the third day, uh, the wind kind of picked up on me, and I caught two big ones early on a frog, and then had to pull that worm out and start something around uh, some wood and stuff and swap my game plan up because conditions changed and the frog bite died, unfortunately. So I had to pull that worm out and go to work. Well, you're one of these that, I mean, dude, I knew you when you were, gosh almighty, little bitty running around campground and everywhere else uh, with your, you know, with your parents on elite series events and now Bass Pro Tour events. And so you've kind of grown up around a lot of these different bodies of water. I don't think I've ever seen you without a fishing rod in your hand. I mean, didn't you catch like a giant one year at Chickamauga, like in the back of the, um, like behind the campground or something somewhere? Was that you? I don't, I don't remember. I watched it get caught. Hank Terry. That's was right. That That's the one he caught. A, I, I climbed up a tree. That's when I was back in the tree climbing days. I climbed up a tree and I saw this fish on the bed and we couldn't reach it too far. And sure enough, he come back in that pocket at the campground and we watched him catch on the jig and I was sick watching him catch that big fish. I wanted it so bad. <laughs> but I mean, you have, you have grown up around this stuff. So when people look at this and say, oh, well, Laker went down to St. John's, why in the world would he go down there as a Gunnersville kid? But I mean, you've been around this stuff for so long, hadn't you? Yeah. I mean, we grew up, uh, going down there a good bit. The elites went just about every year. So I've yeah. probably been eight to 10 times, but Every single time, we would stay at the Rodman State Park, so we never really got to stay around actual St. John's River. So I didn't really know what to expect when I got there. I didn't know um, how much the tide actually played on that place, so I ended up actually going to Lake Crescent. I, I got off the uh, the river and went into Crescent, and that's where I spent my term of that was Crescent. Okay. All right. How much uh, how much knowledge and input does uh, does Dad have in some of these events? I mean, do you I'll reach out honest. to him on stuff? I get stuff bounced off of him. But, you know, when I first started doing these tournaments, um, he tried, like BFLs, for instance, he would try to send me, you know, prior history and stuff. And something I kind of figured out pretty quick was that'll screw your head up really fast. And I've honestly gotten away from from getting any kind of locational spots from him because he does have a lot of knowledge he's got a, he's got a bag of chips in his um a bag of uh, cards in his boat that like there's so much knowledge on them cards it's not even funny but like honestly all the stuff he's got when i get to a place we have a little bit different style of fishing so it honestly ends up hurting me if i if i try to take um areas from his past so i try to do my own thing now gotcha okay David? Um, well, since you're talking about your dad and this knowledge of it, it might be a bit more off topic, but since you're, you're a younger guy and I'm pretty sure you want to, you know, show up your dad here and there, who's the better angler? Do you think, I mean, are you? <laughs> well, duh, it's Laker. I mean, come on. Dad? I mean, I know. That, I don't, that, that question is maybe... a trap. That question's a trap. I can't. <laughs> you know who it is? You know who it is, David? It's Robin. Robin's the angler of the crew. That's what it is. Robin That's is the one. Right there. So. You know, she's got her own trading card. Does she really? That's right. She I does. Bet, I bet not many people really know that. She actually has her own trading card. She fished bass and gals back in like 96, I think. And she's actually got her own trading card um, on my dad's trophy case. And it's honestly the best piece up there. I, I remember seeing that when we were, when we were filming some stuff a few years ago. That was uh, that was that that was pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I still say she's probably the better angler. She's pretty competitive, isn't she? 
dude, she whoops our butt. It's not even funny. We get out there, and, and the thing that gets me is her laugh, man, the way she goes about it. She gets out there, and she'll get that little pink Cinco. That's it. She'll fire. That's all she throws. She throws that pink Cinco. The one time that she picked something else up, this fired me up so bad, I almost wanted to go home. We were in Texas, and we're throwing jerk baits, and for whatever reason, I could not get a bite that day. I don't know why. They were wearing them out. She was throwing her Cinco. I put that rod down. She said, hey, let me throw your jerk bait for a second, Laker. Okay, first cast. She catches a six and a quarter. The very first <laughs> cast. I'm not even joking. It's dude, it's, it's it's all in how you hold your mouth. That's what it is. I mean, I, I'm That's telling right, you, she's uh, she's good at it. So, so, quali- good, so qualifying for Lake Hamilton in June of next year, that's going to be a fun one. I'll tell you, man, that place is a recreational lake. And <laughs> we're going is. there. We're going there on Memorial Day. Like practice official practice starts Memorial Day weekend. I don't know nah. what they were thinking with that. Won't one, won't be anybody out those days, will it? I mean, you might as well start <laughs> practice early, early and then get off the water by ten. So Yeah. I'll be I'll be going to get lunch every day. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> be careful where you tie up the boat while it gets swamped by, by that place. That's a, that's a crazy place, especially in the summertime. But I know you're already preparing for that, looking forward to that event, aren't you? Oh, man, I'm loving it. I, I, it was, I didn't really realize how big of a deal that tournament actually was until I started researching it more. Because, like, um, obviously when you go to a tournament like that, you're just trying to win. So when they said I made All-American – and I realized how big of a deal it was going to that tournament at 20. My dad actually made it when he was 20, but he made it when he, he was three months younger than me. He made it three months before I did. So he's got me by just a little bit. Wow. So he, he made sure to remind me of that when I got the truck. He's like, hey, so we added it all up. And, you know, I made it three months before you did. I was like, well, good job. I'm so proud of you. Thank you well, for telling me that, Dad. You got the better haircut than he does. That's all I'm going to say. So, well, that's oh, – yeah. uh, I, I know you're looking forward to that. But, I mean, you're no stranger to the stuff. I mean, you fish college stuff. You fish Toyotas, BFLs. We see your name all over the, the standings and places. And I know last year at, at Toyota, the Toyota Series stuff, watching your buddy Cal Lane qualify for the pro circuit, that was a cool deal, wasn't it? That was a really cool deal. I talked to him quite a bit, actually. About, about an hour ago, I hung up with him. We had a long talk about the fishing world and what we're doing next year. And uh, it's just cool to, to have buddies and stuff that I've grown up with that you know I'm fishing against now. And hopefully I'll be against him in the next uh, year or two. I'm trying to make it next year to the pro circuit through Toyotas. I'm going to I'm gonna fully commit to the Toyota season next year. And it only allows you to fish four divisions they kind of overlap a few tournaments so i'll be in four divisions of toyotas next year oh wow okay four divisions of toyotas and uh anything else next year uh you know i mean i'm gonna obviously try to get in the tournament that i'm in this year the last one i've got right now is in two weeks and it's the uh the johnny morris um bass pro championship it's a million dollar tournament and uh, me and Marshall Robinson, Marty Robinson's son, we were fortunate enough to, to qualify for it down at Okeechobee. I was going to so, say, um, what is up with you in Florida, son? Dude, I'm I'm a I'm a Florida, I'm a grass shallow fisherman. That's my style, man. I love it. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. I That's... just love it. And we've got Okeechobee first stop on Toyotas next year is Okeechobee February third. <laughs> so I'm hoping that one's going to be fun. And then uh, didn't they just announce Toyota Championship for next year as well? It is on Gunnersville. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This time of year, that's probably going to suck for you, isn't it? 
Gunnersville in November, man, I'm going to struggle. <laughs> <laughs> 200,000 reasons right there to, to try to qualify for that tournament, isn't there? Dude, I've got 100 chances to make that tournament. I figured it up at top 25 in each division go, plus the wild card, which is, you know, your best three tournaments out of four more in the Toyotas. So I've got a lot of chances to get in that tournament. If I don't make it next year, it is just not meant to be. But I really hope I can get in it because Gunnersville in November is when the fish start biting. And if it's anything like, like it has been recently, um, it'd be a very fun tournament for anybody coming to it. The fish in November, they they bite here. It's ridiculous. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know you're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to seeing that happen. And you are guiding right now on Gunnersville too, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I've actually got a guide trip on Friday, and I've got one on Wednesday as well. Um, a little bit slower in the wintertime, but I got my 100-ton master captain license from the uh, Coast Guard back in the winter of 2020. So, you know, I've been I've been guiding all this year and uh, trying to make a little extra money. That's how I've been paying for um, most of my travel expenses for these tournaments, and it gives me a lot of practice on the water as well. So, uh yeah, if anybody wants to know how to get in contact with me and get a trip set up, just go on uh, LakerHowFishing.com. Uh, you can tap the guide section right there, and it takes you to all my rates. And if you don't want to go on uh, online and look that up, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, and I've got the link set up right there, so it's really easy to find me. Awesome. Very cool. And I know brother just turned 16 today. Is that right? Oh, my God. Yeah, he just turned 16 today. So have you, our- have you hidden your truck keys? He's actually got um, he's actually got in my dad's truck now. That uh, in the dang high country, man. Oh wow. Okay. Well, hey, <laughs> look at there. Look at there. So. Oh yeah. It's well, funny. happy birthday to him, and I feel sorry for everybody running around the roads in Gunnersville because that's going to be a scary place. Uh, that's for sure. I so. do too. I hope we'll be all right driving. Maybe, maybe so. We'll hope so. So, well, buddy, LakerHowFishing.com, looking for a uh, for a guide trip. Check him out there. And, dude, we can't wait to see how you do in 2022, well, especially in this Johnny Morris tournament coming up here in a couple of weeks. But um, looking forward to seeing how you do in 2022. And uh, what's, I mean, what's your ultimate goal? Where do you want to be when this is all, when, when it all said and done and shakes out? Uh, just over 2022 or just in general? Just in general. Well, you know, the inevitable goal is to be in the Bass Pro Tour against my dad. That's that's really where I want to be because, I mean, you see out Junior and out Jones, they're fishing against each other. And, you know, just the even off the camera, you see their relationship still. They share information. They stay together. And they're still a father and son team. But on the water, they're still, they have a friendly rivalry. And that, that's just something I've always dreamed of, of doing, you know. And I think that's one of the main reasons I'm on the uh, – the Bass Pro uh, tour, uh, what's it called, route, basically, trying to get up into Toyotas and stuff. So, you know, if I were to qualify for the pro circuit, he said he would drop down and, and fish both divisions, um, the uh, Tackle Warehouse plus Bass Pro, which would be a lot of tournaments for him. But he wants that, that same end goal as bad as I do, I think. So maybe one day, God will let it happen, I'll get up in there and fish with him. That'll be awesome. Plus, I I can imagine Miss Robin probably cooked some pretty mean meals on the road in that camper. So. Oh my goodness, she can cook. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, well, brother, congratulations on qualifying for the All American. Um, congratulations on uh, what you achieved so far. We look forward to seeing how you do in twenty twenty two. Hey man, I appreciate it.
Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon, bud. All righty. Thank See you. you. Well, David, there he is. Lecker Howe, Randy Howe's son, the better looking of the house. I'll put, I don't know. Oakley's got a pretty good flow going. Oakley's got a pretty good flow. <clears throat> Laker, he's, well, he's got a better haircut than dad. I, I, I'll give it to you that. But I was going to say, I, I'm assuming compared to their dad, these guys don't go to the, they go to the hairstylist versus a, a guy who just cuts hair or, a, or specializes in that. Was it a, a flat top? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. A little, a little flat top there. Uh, but no, nah, Laker's a good kid. I've known him for a long time, and uh, and Oakley's not too bad either. Oakley's a basketball player, though, so I think he's a sophomore this year, just turned 16 uh, today as we record this, the 2nd of November. So, hey, birthday, Oakley. And while we're talking about it, too, real quick, I'll just go ahead and mention it. Um, on next week's show, we're going to have Dad. Dad's going to join us for a few minutes to talk about the um, the – King's Home Giveaway. Um, let me see. I, I got the the name of it. The it's the Randy Howe King's Home Boat Giveaway. The eleventh year they're doing it. Right, November thirteenth is going to be given away. Uh, just under two weeks away. Uh, One point eight million dollars they've raised for King's Home in just oh. ten years. So that's a pretty cool deal. They're going to have the Randy Howe Hope Festival at Veterans Park in Birmingham. Kind of a kids fishing day. So uh, to get your tickets for that, I believe they're 100 bucks. Uh, Randy Howell Fishing on Facebook or go to kingshome.com slash Randy Howell to get more information on that. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you guys squared away. Well, dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually out of commercials. So we just got to end the show. I mean, I don't know what I mean. We, it's, been a, it's been a crazy show, right? Had Nick LeBrun, LT, and then Laker Howell. I mean, we've kind of hit every every little genre here. So um dude it's it you good i mean you you satisfied with what you've heard tonight i have unless people want to know what our, our, our final end of the year uh our, our last I'm, I'm, get, I'm, winner? I'm getting to that i'll bring it up next week we'll bring it up okay. next week okay we'll, right. we'll 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 push it uh little spoiler alert you won but uh we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll just leave it up to the we'll leave it up for next week right we'll just leave it up for next good. week you, we, right. michelle made a run at you she did she made a run i i had a little bit of a run but the, the trophy <laughs> is safe till january you're you're good okay you're good how's that you good with that if you can see, folks, if you can see his smile, he looks like the Cheshire cat right now, right? The smile from ear to ear, right? So if he wasn't wearing headphones, the smile would keep on going. So, but, uh, well, folks, thanks for tuning in and listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Please rate, review, uh, subscribe to the show and favorite podcast app. Uh, if you like it, go ahead and share it. If you don't, let us know. Or if you want to comment on tonight's show, Hit us up on the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep 256-535-3217. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of our guest tonight, your Grand Lake Open champ, Mr. Nick LeBrun for Laker Howell. And, of course, the new Elite Series tournament director, Miss Lisa Talmadge, LT as I call her. For David, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that life jacket on. Buckle that bitch up. And hook up that kill switch. We'll see you next week, David. Take it personal. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 